mainly targeted at women, but it will bless everyone that listens to it. Amen? Amen. As we begin the PVV week tonight, I pray that it will bring an illumination to our understanding. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Tell somebody, open your spiritual ears to hear what God is about to tell you. In the name of Jesus, clap for yourself for passing through the rain. It's, it's not easy to attend church when it is raining. Hallelujah. But you pass through to hear the word. The Lord will bless you. Yeah. So I'm preaching to you on the provokers of greatness. The provokers of greatness. The provokers. And this message was birth in my spirit somewhere this morning and it was prepared this evening. So it is fresh from the oven. Hallelujah. God created Adam and created Eve. Follow the teaching. God created Adam and created Eve in addition. There was a purpose for creating Eve. God didn't just sit down and choose to create Eve. But after creating Adam, he went ahead to create a woman. The world is incomplete without women. It is not possible to have a fruitful world and a successful system without the placement of women. You can't have a happy world without women taking their place of function. The place of womanhood is the place that ensures that systems can work effectively. I was very amazed when I saw the news about Rwanda where over 60% of the people in parliament were women. Then I was not surprised to see the kind of development going on in that country. I believe that if women would take their place in the world, in the church, in families, and function as what they are supposed to be, the world will be a better place. Can I hear a bigger amen? This message will provoke you. I want you to, it's like, it's going to be like fire that will enter into some of you that after tonight, you will pursue assignment like no other business. Can I hear a big amen? It is unfortunate that we, what, what we see in our world today is far opposite what God intended women to be. It is as though women 
are made to be sexual tools and entices and provokers of iniquity and immorality. But God did not create a woman to be a sexual tool or toy. There is an assignment on your life. There is a mandate. There is something you must do as a woman that if you fail to do, the whole system will collapse. Feel the anointing already. Womanhood has been insulted in our generation. When a young lady wants to be great, he comes on social media and exposes her body. When a young lady wants to survive, he, she leans on somebody's husband to sponsor her. That is not what God created the woman to be. The woman is more powerful than we have thought. I'm coming. Women abuse have taken to escalating levels in our days and unfortunately most Christian ladies in this 21st century Christian church have become, have fallen victims to this. Women seem to have been missing. They, we, we, we actually don't know where we belong. We don't know when tradition our traditional system will allow us to go, but in Christ, there is no male or female. God has an assignment and a place of function for every woman. You are not born to be added. No. There is a place. And after this message, something will stir up in your spirit. Something will be ignited in your spirit. You will begin to see right. You will begin to perceive right. You will begin to count your days in proper way. You will begin to manage your time well. You will begin to manage your resources well. You will begin to plan your life as a woman. As a woman. Thought you are clapping. I am here on one mission to bring your mind to an assignment that God has put on you as a woman to stir you up to understand that God. Is expecting something from you as a woman. I'm going to give you instances in the Bible and instances in our world where when women stood up to stand for something, the world was never the same again. I, 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 I'm here to blow a trumpet because no great nation will be built by, watch me, no great nation will be built by aimless women. No. A nation that will be great 
is a nation filled with women who have engaged destiny and assignment. A woman is not an afterthought of God. Many of us, where we are coming from, the families we are coming from, they don't give attention to women. They don't regard women. They say when men are talking, what is the woman coming to say? They should wait till you rise up. I said they should, oh, you don't believe yourself. I said they should rest, they should wait till you rise up. They should wait till the glory of the Lord comes upon you. Somebody give the Lord a clap in the house. But God has carefully designed you. The way you are is because of what God wants you to do. Women are not men and men are not women. That means there is a purpose. A cutlass is not a knife. A fan is not a light. So there is a purpose for God creating woman in the world. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. It said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So God, where the help meet is, you put woman. So the Bible says, I will make him a woman for him. Follow the teaching. Most times when we quote this verse, it leads to marriage. No. Today, freeze that one. <laughs> God created the world, created Adam, gave him an assignment, and God saw that it would not be possible for Adam to achieve what God is expecting until he added a woman. One, you see, the largest church in the world was made possible because of women. Young Gichu's church. It is the most powerful church. The largest church, not because of the men, but the women. A woman is not just made for kitchen and drying line. No. No. I don't believe in that. If God was going to create a woman to be a help meet, that means that there is something wet, wet observing, wet tapping, wet engaging in women that will help the world and the church. When people don't know this, we now engage other things that destroy the will of God concerning our lives. We engage in things that takes us off the will of God. 
We engage in things that does not glorify God. Because until you know what you are meant to become, you will struggle to become that. If I bring you a fridge and you don't know the function of a fridge, you will use it for air conditioning. You will open the deep freezer. And when I come, you so we are we are chilling. We are chilling the room. You have to know what you are you have been made for. You have to know what you were meant to become. You have to know why you were a woman. You are not a woman to be changing your hair. Today you go blonde, blonde or whatever. Tomorrow you come with green. Today you come to, you know, you, you are confusing yourself. That is not the purpose for which you came to the world. It's good. All those things, red, green, blue, yellow, blonde, whatever. Sakura, plenty hair. It's good. But that is not, you need to find out why God created you. You are good for something, not for nothing. If anybody once looked at you and told you that you are good for nothing, I'm also looking at you today and I'm telling you you are good for something. Yeah, you are good for, God looked at you and said, this one is good. And when Adam woke up, you know, the first, that is why I believe that whatever surgery you need in your body, God can do it overnight when you sleep. You don't, you don't believe. God performed surgery on Adam and there was no sign of a cut. The Bible said he put Adam to sleep. He put him on anesthesia. Hmm. The man slept. He cut him, took a ribbon, and covered him back. The man woke up and didn't know that they have even cut him. And when Adam woke up, he said, This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bone. Bone talks about structure. You, you cannot have a successful structure in any system without a woman. Structure. To have a structure, to have a system that will work for a nation, a family, that is why a man and a man cannot marry. It's demonic. It's demonic. To have a system that will work, there must be a woman. And he said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh talks about glory. The glory of humanity is in womanhood. Yeah. The man looked at the woman and said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Women are not made to be sidelined. Women are not made to be washing and drying, washing 
and dry and they are tired. No, no, you should never turn your wife into a housewife. You have reduced her capacity to what could have helped you to advance your life. You are not clapping well. God doesn't waste resources. If God took time to create a woman, then there is a purpose. If God took time to create a woman, create you, there is a purpose. Adam did not ask God to create Eve. Please follow the teaching. God himself, so you and God, who is wise? So you think God will create a useless thing? Those of you who use women, you better stop. You understand what I'm talking about? You are sleeping with all kinds of women and in your mind, you think a woman is very cheap. Oh, women are cheap. I pity those men who say that. Women are cheap. Women are cheap. And if you're a woman and you make yourself cheap, you are insulting God that you have made a useless thing. Women are not cheap. Because if you have a woman, you have a completed assignment. Yeah. You have a completed assignment. If Adam could have completed the assignment, God wouldn't have created the woman. So women, what are you doing? The more you lay back, the more you quell yourself in the shell. The more you lose focus, the more assignments are incompleted. But I see something rising up in your spirit tonight. I said, I see something rising up in your spirit tonight. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap offering in the house. You carry the power to release greatness into humanity. You carry it in you. Yes. It is not a coincidence that most dedicated church members all across the world are women. It's a great message. Who have changed my sound today? It's a very great message. Every church, the most committed people, and I'm going to show you in scripture, you wait. I'm going to give you some stories and I'll leave you with this message going home thinking. Is a women. Why is it that at the cross of Jesus, the highest number of people there were women? When Jesus died and was in the grave, in the morning of the third day, no man, eh? <laughs> no man, attempted to risk their life to go where the body of Jesus was except women. They risked their life. Fathers can leave their children. 
hardly will you see a woman mocking no fine but in mama, not in papa. There are men who have gone to the hospital to look at the child their wives have pushed out. When they look at it, hey, child, it's not my child, it's gone. But the mama will pick the child. No matter the deformity in this child. Look, and there is something when a child is born, God doesn't create breast milk in men. It's in women. Is the child not for them? In fact, they say the child is for the man. But God never gave the man the breast milk. It means that, you see, if you don't have a woman, you will miss out on certain channels of God's blessing. Yeah. The way you are clapping, the women, you know, they, you, don't, you don't believe the word. Something about women calls forth greatness. And that is the message I'm preaching. I see you relocating to your position as a woman who provokes greatness in people God commits into your hands. In the name of Jesus. I want every woman in Carrie's temple to become a provoker of greatness. In people God commits into their hands. Maybe you are watching us online. May you become a woman. A woman who provokes greatness out of people. Greatness out of people. Maybe you, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you are still not getting me. We'll get there. No woman here will be called useless again. I said no woman here will be called useless again. I know there are people here, somebody has called you useless, but they should wait. After You see, it takes the word of God to light up a generation. And I declare upon your life that this word of God you are hearing is lighting up the generations after you. You shall no longer be called a useless woman. Somebody shout a big amen. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He said, before I formed thee in, thy, in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou cometh forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And God assigned unto you an assignment. An assignment that only you and only you have been designed to do it. And I pray for you that you will discover that assignment. You will fulfill your assignment. You will do that which God has called you to do. Somebody shout, I receive it. Whilst God was looking at the calling on Jeremiah, Jeremiah was looking at his weakness. God says, I have separated you unto myself. I have called you a prophet to the nation. And then Jeremiah was talking about me. I cannot talk well. I'm a stammerer. Look at the verses. He said, then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Then look at what God said again. He said, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. Can I speak to you? The earlier you start focusing 
on what God has said about you, the better. The way you are clapping is when God is talking to us, most of times we look at our inadequacies. We look at the limitations. We look at what we don't have and we look at what others have that has given them an advantage. You are not others. You are not others. What somebody is doing, if you are tempted, you will die. But if you attempt what God has called you to do, you will see that greatness coming out of you. I pray for you today that God will provoke something in you that will gravitate you to greatness. Somebody shout, I receive it. Listen to what God is saying about you. Listen to what God is saying about you. Pay attention to what God is saying about you. Pay attention. You are trying to fix yourself. There are women who are fixing their own marriages. It will fail. By strength shall no man prevail. It will fail. I've seen people who chase guys. They think that they've gotten the guy. Gave them their bodies, whatever. At the end of the day, the guys ditched them. No, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And your whole life is held by a person to marry. That is not what God called you to. So if you don't take it, you will be at one place. Eh? One place. Just because you want to marry. One place. Ten years after. People who were at the same place. You look at them. And they've added value to their life. Because of marriage. You want to kill yourself. Hmm. Amazingly. Over 80% of the cases I'm, I happen to be involved in, in terms of attempted suicide, was because of love relation. That thing is serious. And most of the time, it's not the men, who, it's the women. Because you see, the way God wired you, you when you enter into something, you enter. That is the same way when you take hold of your mandate, you will enter it. See? Many men cannot stand the rising of, the, of, of women. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. And look, if you add value to yourself, no man can handle you. Hello, women. That's now. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the man who will come and change my life. You don't change your life and be there. <laughs> By the time he's changing your life, he has put you at the back door. Adam did 
didn't give Eve an assignment. God, the same God that assigned Adam was the same God that assigned Eve. Yes. God said, Eve, you are a helper to this man to do my assignment. Look, I'm believing God that this message will be like a seed that in the next five years, I will look through the same crowd and I will clap to the glory of God. You were born for a purpose. I believe that though God designed everyone to be great, I strongly believe that women have been given another powerful mandate to provoke greatness from people. I will show you. Don't worry. Today's message is going to set you thinking. It's a message I believe God is going to use to reset. You know, there's something we call reset. Reset a lot of you on the right path where you discover fulfillment. That marriage you are dreaming of, you enter, you can enter and you will not be fulfilled. There are many women in marriages today. They are not happy. No, 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 no. They, 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 they are not happy. They wish that they didn't even marry. They have stepped into wrong waters. But what can they do? Some of them's dreams have been cast short. Because they did not marry the right person. Out of desperation, they married the wrong person. But if you are a woman on assignment, you will meet your man on assignment. Yeah. You will meet him on assignment. And by the time he comes, you are on assignment. He will join your, your chariot and the two of you will make God proud. And you are sitting there. Waiting for somebody to come and marry and make you. If, if the, the day I'll marry her. <laughs> you are not tired of singing that song. The day I'll marry. I don't know why marriage has become a hijacker of destiny. It should not be. Can't you realize that some people met their husbands in university? Some two met their husbands doing national service. Some two met their husband at their first working place. You see, you, the higher you go, the type of people you can meet. You have, you've added nothing to your life. You can't see anything. All you pray for, when I say, God, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. What is your prayer request? Just one. Anytime I write that thing and I pass it around, Sammy, marriage is is in the, the highest graph and God will give me a good husband to marry God give me a good job God will favor my family oh your eyes are opening after tonight I said your eyes are opening after tonight I see grace coming upon you I see grace coming upon you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I'm going to show you women. 
who are filled with anointing. I want to show you women who allow themselves for God to use them to provoke greatness out of people. Greatness. I'm going to show you. Your, your business can be great. Your husband can be great. Your church can be great. This small church can be great. This young pastor can be great. If you become a provoker of greatness. Most times we kill greatness. The person seated by you can be great if you can provoke it. But most times we kill greatness. We don't know how to handle people and push them into greatness. We rather submerge them. We rather destroy them. We, 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 we tear their strength down. But God is calling you to become a provoker of greatness in people. Can I hear a big amen? You, you, you are in the kingdom for such a time as this to raise great people out of the people around you. If you are the only tall tree in your company, you are failed. If you are the only giant and all the people around you are dwarfs, you are failed. If you are the only success amongst the rest, you failed. God has called us to raise greatness around us. I see that grace coming upon you. I said, I see that grace coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. We're going to look at one woman. A woman, when I studied about, I became very interested in. The mother of D.L. Moody. Who knows D.L. Moody? Who has heard of him? D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was one of the greatest and famous evangelists in the U.S. And we are going to look at the role the mother played in getting this boy, this man, to the place of becoming a great evangelist. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Are you being blessed? Betsy or Betsy Houghton Moody. So, Madam Betsy, B-E-T-S-Y. We are going to study about her in the next minute. D.L. Moody, as I said, was a great and a famous evangelist. He worked in strong power. He was one of the preachers of holiness, purity, and righteousness in the church. When he preached, people that were not in the service, they will feel the anointing outside and they'll be crying wherever they are. Factories that were around the church building, people will stop work and they'll be crying. Please control those children for me, please. They'll be crying because D.L. Moody is preaching and miracles will begin to take place. Power will begin to break forth. Cripples will begin to walk because the power of God begins to flow. Now, what was the role of the mother in raising D.L. 
moody. Are you following the teaching? Now, it is believed that what D.L. Moody became was as a function of the role the mother played. And one of the friends of D.L. Moody, when he visited D.L. Moody at home and saw the mother, he said, ah, I now know where you pick certain things from. Please follow the teaching. Don't be distracted. Just follow. Now, it is said that when a friend of D.L. Moody first visited the mom at home and saw the way she was behaving, this is what he said, and I quote, I now see where you got your vim and hard sense from. Mothers, what are you imparting on your children? What have you inculcated as a woman that you can impart on your children? Say, I now see where the vim and your heart sense come from. Because during his days, people started criticizing him. Are you going to continue to preach holiness? And the man did not drift. So when the friend came home and saw the mom, he said, ah, I now know where you picked this thing from. The mother of D.L. Moody had built a sense of fierceness for right and wrong into seven sons of hers. Seven sons of hers. You know, she had seven children. I'm coming. I'm going to dig deep. Are you following? Hold somebody's and tell the person, stay awake. And follow the teaching. Because I'm working on your mind by the word of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Seven sons. I have three. It's no easy. Seven. Seven sons. Single mothers, are you around? Hello, single mothers, are you around? Hmm. One morning, D.L. Moody's mother took all of them to the altar in church and made them all make a covenant and swear against evil vices, alcoholism drunkenness, smoking, womanizing. He took all the sons on the altar, including D.L. Moody. Say, provokers of greatness. Life was not easy for the Moody family. D.L. Moody lost the father at a very young age and the father left seven boys, two girls. You, you have three, four. You are dying. You have one. And when we look at you, it's as if you are taking care of seven billion people. Seven boys. Two girls. You better get your loins as a woman 
and function. Else destinies are going to be destroyed. Guard your loins. Believe God for grace. Strength is available. Because look, the work those women did cannot be compared to the work. You, you are in the office, you are typing. Those people. Now, what D.L. Moody's mom was doing was number one, they lost all their properties because, you know, those places, you don't actually buy things on cash. You buy things on credit. And as you work, they will be deducting it. So assuming the breadwinner is dead, you, there's debt. So the creditors came and took almost everything in the house. The last wood they used to chop for firewood, the uncle, the uncle of D.L. Moody came for it because he said the father was owing him. She will milk the family cows. She will weave the clothing for the children because she had no money to go and buy them. Every Sunday, take them to church. We, are, we, 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 we take our children to uh, all kinds of classes. All kinds of classes. Swimming, uh, IT, music. Is, they, are, they are learning French. Oh, well, uh, uh, Nanako is going, he's going to study in German. And then the ego, hey, we German. I mean, we see French. We When is Sunday? Sunday, it's okay for the children to sleep. You know, Pastor. You know, they were all tired. They were not able to get up, so we we just allowed them. We stayed at home with them. This woman would drag nine children to church. And D.L. Moody will stay back in the church. And the mother will say, what are you doing? Say, oh, mommy, allow me. I want to spend some time on the altar. They say, okay, be there. Look, if you don't wake up as a woman, you will destroy the next generation. Yeah. You will destroy, I mean, if you meet an average woman, I'm telling you, 70% they are talking about their marriage. They talk when you put them in their marriage, then they want to come out. <laughs> so, so what should we do for you? She will never stop watching over these children. She will do all these things. Never complain. Put them to sleep. Then she will go into a room and begin to cry. She will cry without the children seeing it. And then she used to sleep. The next morning, the cycle goes on. Like that. She never complained. She will not be sitting there. What about wicked God is this? You know these children are nine and you allow their father to die. Some of you women, that is what you do. You paint a gloomy picture 
about the future. A gloomy picture about your husband. A gloomy picture about your family. A gloomy picture about the uncles of these children. You, you have to learn to suffer alone in order to release a generation of greatness. It's not everything you go through that you think you sit your child down. You start pouring your bitterness on him. Men are wicked. Men are wicked. When I told your father that I just wanted three children, he did. Uh, we gave birth to nine. Now look, he's dead. <laughs> Men are wicked. Don't allow any man to cheat you when you grow up. Don't allow. Oh, look, I look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Don't allow any man to cheat you. Don't allow any man. Hey, is that what God called you to do? Dear Modi grew to gather crowds at a young age. He began to do evangelistic work. And people were coming. Initially, the mother was not happy, strangely. Because he was expecting the son to become a godly man, but to go and work. <laughs> and bring money. So, dear Amadou, do, do meetings and she go. Strangely. But deep within her, she'll be praying. Then one day, she told the son that I want to go to, I want to come for your meeting. Will I get space? She went. When she went, not knowing that dear Moody had created a seat for her all this while in each of his, 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 his crusades. He would set it as though he, he knew the mother would be coming. When they asked him, he would never tell them, my mother is not interested in this ministry. No. He said, my mother is coming. And after the crusade, nobody comes. But this time, the mother came. And when the mother came, he saw the way the son was preaching. She was wild. And then the son said, I want to pray for people. If you are here, you want me to pray for you. Then the mother came out. When he saw the mother come out, he told another pastor, Jacob, pray for them. I cannot pray for them. This is a woman who has brought greatness out of an ordinary boy. Ordinary boy. I believe that without her watch, her eagle eye, her eagle watch over this child, we wouldn't have had D.L. Moody. Now look at some of the things D.L. Moody said about the mother. I don't know who I'm talking to, but maybe you are complaining too much. You think that everything is against you. I tell you, remember dear Moody's mother. She lost their husband at a very young age. Nine children were left for her. But out of the nine, D.L. Moody came out. The Moody family is one of the richest family as of now. You have been called for such a time as this to raise what, whoever God has given to you, I'm talking about your husband, I'm talking about your children, I'm talking about your business, I'm talking about your church, 
I'm talking about your pastor. You know, the men can't make pastors great. The women. The same way the women can lift him up, the same way the women can bring them. <laughs> but the way I see your faces, you are just lifters. You are not saying. <laughs> you have forgotten David. Which, was, which people were singing that David has killed 10,000? Saul has killed thousands. David has killed. It was the women. <laughs> now, D.L. Moody. Let me wrap up with him and then I'll move to the next one. They asked D.L. Moody when the mother died. They asked him that. What can you say? He said, this is the greatest mother ever greatest mother ever. Then he said, next to the blessing of God, I will desire the blessing of my mother. May it be said about you amongst your children that next to the blessing of God, I will desire the blessing of my mother. Celebrate God with a good clap here. When you look at Paul's ministry, you will see how he was mentioning women who had played various roles in his ministry. Let's look at Romans chapter 16, verse 1 to 2, verse 3 to 4, verse 6, verse 12, verse 13. So from verse 1 to 2, he said, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the Lord, which is at Sankra. Verse 2. That ye receive her in the Lord as become a saint, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she has need of you. For she has been a socorer. Give me another version, please. For she has been helpful to many, and especially to me. That is a woman. Look at three and four. Three and four, quickly. He said, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. In fact, they once risked their lives. These are women. Can we have these kind of women in this church? Can we have these kind of women in this church? Help us. Provokers of greatness that you will provoke greatness in this house by your position, by your role, by your function, by your contribution, by your addition. You, God, you, 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 you shouldn't be an addition that came to scatter. You are either for us or you are against us. You are either a gatherer or a scatterer. We need, you were created to be helpful. Not to be troublesome. You were created to support. You were created to push. You were created to make a way where there seems to be no way. Verse 6. 
He said, in fact, he said, great Mary who bestowed much labor on us. These are women. She bestowed much labor. Labor. Can we begin to labor for greatness to be birthed in our families, in our marriages, in this church, in this ministry? Can you begin to, to labor? Much labor. Not truck equipment labor. Labor, you know, not work or labor. You know, you know the difference between laborer and a worker. <laughs> that word puts fear in you. Labor. When you see a laborer, you see that no, this is work. <laughs> you see, when you meet a slim person, the person says, So I am, I am, I am a laborer. You say, You? Because when you talk about laborer, you are talking about somebody with macho. Macho says she has bestowed much labor. He wasn't a doomsock church member, doomsock Christian. No, 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 no. Much labor. These are provokers of greatness. If everybody here would decide to become a provoker of greatness, the world will be a better place. The church will be a better place. The kingdom of God will move faster because we will be provoking greatness in one another. Somebody give the Lord a shout in the house. In the verse 12, look at another lady. Leave your alert for me, please. He said, give my greetings to Trifina and Trifosa. These names are wow. May you give better name them. May you receive twins and name them like that. May you be receiving. <laughs> to give you sleepless night too. Whilst one is sleeping, one will start crying and the other one will wake up. Your husband will wake up. Oh, he's asleep. <laughs> if you got married to me, I'll wake up. Oh. I'll be asleep. <laughs> you went to the labor ward. I didn't go. <laughs> and you brought them. So manage them. <laughs> Amen. See, there are different kinds of men. Some, some will help you like that. Some too. Ajiego. <laughs> Me, I don't, I, me, I can't handle babies. So. When they grow up, then, oh, I can't. But like that, <laughs> where instead you cry, you'll be carrying them. <laughs> if the Lord Almighty clap off with. You meet great ministries, and the secret you find out is that there have been women in the ministry that have offered much labor. The most consistent church members are women. You can track it. That was why when Dorcas died, the apostle Peter could not handle it. Too. How can you die? You, you can't die. You are the one financing the church. You say what? Master, get up and let's do ministry. <laughs> the most consistent church members are women. And I see that grace coming upon somebody here. I said, I see that grace coming upon somebody here. If we can get, even those here can get 30, 40 women 
who will decide that anybody around me, I'm going to provoke greatness in them. You think the world will not be a better place? You can gift the world with a great man in your life if you handle what you have well. Your children, your husband, your friends. If you can provoke, what can you do to bring out greatness in that person? That is what should be your cry as a woman. Not to destroy the person. Watch your words. You speak to your children anyhow. You speak to your husband anyhow. You speak to your your parent anyhow. No. There is something in a woman that can provoke greatness. Yeah. You see that most, most children run to their mother when they are down. They don't run to their father. Hello? Oh, talk to me. It, it, it is said about D.L. Moody that he kept the mother as his personal counselor to the end. Can your child see you like that? Most children want to marry and leave home. <laughs> Some people, one of the, in fact, when we are doing counseling, one of the bad reasons why somebody would decide to marry, we tell you, didn't I tell you before? You are just marrying to leave the house. What wrong? You are, you are tired. So you want to escape parental influence. So that me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a woman on my own. You cannot be instructing me. It's a bad reason. Women, it is time to rise up. If you kill yourself because of a man, you have disappointed God. Hello? I said what? <laughs> you, you have disappointed God. Did he bring you to the world to kill yourself because of a man? I'll come there with Kim. What my boy? I'll be the one to officiate, but I'll beat you. Ah! You kill yourself because of a woman or because of a man. They invite me. Oh, 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 oh the pastor I'll bow around. Oh. Say, my papa. Rock of ages, clear for me. <laughs> Say, oh. <laughs> Give the Lord a clap of me. <laughs> I, I saw a movie where a guy died. You know, he was owing somebody big money. Okay, promise me you will laugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> he got there. They said, you're not dead. <laughs> the way Serenity, America. 
Hallelujah. You must live for a higher purpose. You must live for a higher purpose. You must dream higher dreams. You must pursue something. Sometimes you see, you need to look at your environment and get angry. Because it's only purpose that will take you into prosperity. If you allow a man to make you, he may not respect you. So that's now not a man. Yeah, I'm just waiting for my uh, Prince Charles to come. Prince Charles. Prince Philip will come. <laughs> and the only day you feel like a queen will be your wedding day. After that, you will see. Yeah. Women. Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, fought for him to secure the throne. Bathsheba, the mother. You see, that woman, everybody speaks bad about her. But there is something that she did for the son that secured the future for the son. You know, that woman was somebody's wife and David went to walk on the wall and saw the woman bathing. The way you bash David, I pray that one day you see a woman bathing. And let's see what will become of your reaction. Then we can come back and talk about David. <laughs> so he saw her and went for her. Then killed her husband. Then married, did engagement and wedded her. <laughs> and she got pregnant. God killed the first baby. And they gave birth to Solomon. Now, when David was in his old age, Adonijah, his elder son, had gone to take over the throne and had started doing parties. Then Bathsheba, the queen, heard it and went straight to the king. He said, you've given me a promise. You said, my son is sitting on the throne. I will not be alive. Whilst you are alive, hand over the throne to him. That is a woman. Fighting for the next generation. That is what we have been called to do. It's so sad that some mothers push their daughters to certain rich people. Rich men who are married. That is not Bathsheba. That's not Bathsheba. She was fighting for the future because David was at the verge of dying. And if David had died, you need to be sensitive as a woman, especially as a mother. You need men, eh, when you follow them, the, the, sometimes you wonder. Because David, you know you are dying, you know. You know it's not going well. You know the type of sons you have, including Absalom and Co. You know them. And what stopped you? Not doing this so, but a woman. Women, you are powerful. powerful. Brought his mind, he said, you have to hand over, abdicate the throne for your son before I'll let you go. First Kings chapter 1, verse 15 to 17. 
He says, so Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now and Abishak was taking care of him. Sister. And Bathsheba bowed down before the king. What can I do for you? He asked her. Verse 17. She replied, my Lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. Move to verse 28 to 31. Quickly. She was fighting for a glorious future. Women, may you fight for glorious futures for your children. They don't use it for, use all the money on dresses. Shoes weak. Your wardrobe is more than Lady Diana's own. Everywhere. You have no investment for your kids. King David responded, call Bathsheba. So she came back in and stood before the king. And the king re- repeated his vow, as surely as the Lord liveth, who has rescued me from every danger. Verse 30. Your son Solomon will be next king and will sit on my throne this very day, just as I vowed to you before the Lord, the God of Israel. Look, Bathsheba secured a glorious future for Solomon. What are you doing? Women, what are you doing? Are you building a future for the next generation? God is waiting on us and God has called you to build a glorious future for the next generation. Give the Lord a good hand clap in the house. Elijah's mother gave her son to the Lord to serve the prophet Elijah. He gave the son to the Lord. So Elijah went to serve Elijah because he went home, bid goodbye to the mother. You think if the mother did not allow him, he would have gone? When Elijah put the thing, he said, oh, ben, let me go home and bid my father and my mother. The mother released the son for the cause of the gospel. Women, this one there, I'm just putting the pressure of the word on you. That there is a greater tax ahead on you. Because of time, let's move to Eunice. Eunice, the mother of Timothy. The mother of Timothy. She relayed her faith into the child. How many mothers here sit their children down to teach them the Bible? Mothers, I'm talking to you. The first Bible teacher your child should know is through you. Teaching your child Bible study. Giving him a faith so that nobody will come and carry our children and go and teach them The morals. If they are being taught in school, mass, science, English, French, and they are able to grasp, when we teach them the Bible, they will grasp it. I know you are not clapping because I'm not shouting as usual, but 
It's a great message. Another incredible woman was Hagar. So you see Timothy's own in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. Good. Look at Hagar. This woman cried for the son Ishmael. And God heard the cry and saved she and the child. What are you crying for on behalf of your children to God? What are you crying for on behalf of your family? You are not crying for anything. You are not praying for anything. Hey, God, you, you can bash her. How can a house help become pregnant for, the, for Abraham and say all kinds of things? But this was a great example. When she got to the place and there was no water, she cried to the Lord for the Lord and the Lord heard. What are you praying for? For your children before the Lord. Do you actually pray for your children? Do you pray for your husband? Or you always insult him? If you are talking about men, do you pray for him? Today I told uh, some group of wives that, look, sometimes the things that bother the family, the husbands don't care. A man and a wife, Elkanah and Hannah. There was no child. But when they go to Shiloh, the man is just interested in distributing the, the, the sacrifices he has said. So you, every day you just put the meat down and go. But Hannah went before the Lord and was praying that God give us a son. When the child came, the two of them were happy. But Hannah was the one who went before. What have you gone to the Lord for on behalf of the people God has sent your way? I'm asking you a question. What are you praying about? The people around you. Remember, you see, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Being a provoker of greatness is to be a giver. We don't just give money. Give gifts to men. You can give this church a great pastor in me. You can give your marriage a great husband. You can give your family a great child in your children. You are supposed to provoke greatness in you. And how beautiful it is. Asantehini is there, but when the mother was alive, it was always more glorious to see the queen mother. King's men carry power. If you make somebody great, anywhere that greatness gets to, they will mention your name. Yeah. I thought you are clapping. <laughs> Finally, I want to end with the mother, the foster mother of Jesus. In John chapter 2, I'm ending. Increase the organ for me, please. And the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have 
no wine. Pause there. We'll continue there. Hold somebody's hand and shake the person. Are you alive? And what did the person say? Okay, so now give the Lord a clap. When you see a pastor doing that, it means he has caught somebody sleeping. So ask the person, were you the one sleeping? <laughs> Who was the Jonah? <laughs> Who said Chia? <laughs> now, when I read this, in fact, the whole message, provokers of greatness, is from this. So I'm now coming to preach this in 15 minutes that we pray. This is the message. All that I said was to prepare your mind to get what is here. Are you following me? Now, Jesus' Jesus's ministry was about to experience an advertisement. After this scene, the ministry of Jesus changed altogether. Before this chapter, he had called people, gone around, called the disciples. He had been baptized and all that. Do you understand? So, he has experienced the power of God, but he was yet to launch his ministry. And this was the first place he came to after calling some of his disciples. Are you following? So, he, so let's start from verse 1. You don't know what this message is doing to you. Sometimes one information eh, will change your prayer life. Sometimes the prayers you are praying, they are all useless. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know they are useless prayers? Yeah, they are very useless prayers. You pray, God will answer. Until you are informed, your prayer life will never be effective. Some of the things you are wasting your time praying, eh, God doesn't want you to pray about it. I pray that you discover your purpose on earth. And when you discover some of the things you have been crying to God, they just begin to come in your way. I pray that your eyes will be open tonight. One day a friend called me, gave me a prayer. I said, this is a useless prayer. I won't pray. Yes. If you have it in you start praying. Some are useless. You just do exercise. We have stopped praying useless prayers. Every prayer you pray must come to pass. Yes. And it must only be based on the word of God and in the will of God. Yeah. How, how can you send me a message that? So, we have to pray that he gets the right person. Me. Wrong pastor you are informing. <laughs> I will pray I have souls to pray for them to change, not to pray that you get a good. I'll pray another prayer. God, let it fail. <laughs> he said, and the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was there and his disciples to the marriage. So he has called his disciples and they went for the marriage. In the next verse, when the wine got finished, Mary decided to go and speak to Jesus. 
Now, I want you to think about this. This, I'm pulling out from this, it will strike you for the first time. Say, provokers of greatness. Say, provokers of greatness. Now, are you catching what I want to say? Are you sure? Then give the Lord a clap. Jesus' mother knew what the child was carrying. He knew what the son, if anybody should be familiar with Jesus, it should be Mary. Mary should be the one who should look down on Jesus. Yes or no? Yes, some of you, you know how your mothers talk to you. You know. They, most of them don't believe that. <laughs> it's like, hey, kujo, kujo, blah, blah, blah. Even, even if you marry and you go home, they call you kujo. In the presence of your children, <laughs> I mean, they are very familiar. But Mary knew what Jesus could do. He, somewhere, somehow, she was the best advertiser for the ministry of Jesus. Had it not been for this miracle, we don't know what could have happened to Jesus. After this one, you, you will read it. Then we enter into prayer. 15 minutes. That the grace to become a provoker of greatness should come upon us. Yeah. So she went to her. Number one, never become familiar with whoever is in your life. Have a high regard for people. Never become familiar. Jesus' mother went to her. And when she went to her, she said, look, there is no one. And Jesus told him, hey, madam, what does it concern me? <laughs> my, my time is not yet. But this woman didn't get offended. How can me, my, your mother, I'm talking to you. Look at how you are answering me. No, she went to the people and told them, look, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Say provokers of greatness. Oh, say provokers of greatness. May that grace come upon you. I said, may that grace come upon you. I said, may that grace come upon you. Provokers of greatness. Say so whatever he tells you to do, do it. How many people have you killed? By your actions, by your words. How many people have you gossiped about and killed their ministries, their gifts, their abilities? How many people? Jesus, first time, first miracle. There was no record that. Uh, Jesus performed any miracle today. This one is the first miracle performed. How did Mary know? Not even uh, uh, Peter, James, and John, who were who were with him at baptism, like John the Baptist. I was expecting John the Baptist to be the one telling, but Jesus's mother. Familiarity has made us kill many gifts in our lives. 
we don't see good things from the people around. We see the we see good things from the people outside. So you see that when a guest pastor comes in and he says, I see God bless the way you shout the amen is different from when I say somebody shout a big amen. I mean, Pastor Somebody shout at me. It's good. But sometimes the greatness is so close to you. Are you here? You have to learn. You don't need to see the King of Glory clothed in some garment. In order to see that that is Jesus. Even in the manger. Even in the manger. Even in the manger. When you see people, never look down on them. Because there is greatness in everybody. It may not go the way you want. It may not look like the way you want. But there is greatness in everybody. Move to the next verse. He said, And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three fecans apiece. Verse 7 Jesus saith unto them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. Verse 8 And he saith unto them draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it. Move on. And when I said give me NLT please for today. I told you. When the master of the ceremonies tasted the water, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from. Though, of course, the servants knew. He called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine. Say the best wine. He said, then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. Verse 11. This miraculous sign at Canaan in Galilee was the first time. Who caused that miracle to show forth? A woman. A provoker of greatness. You can produce a professor in your child. You can produce the first lawyer in your family. You can produce the first medical doctor in your family if you can guide these children. There are many people around us who should have been great. That's why I believe in that song, Destiny Changer. Because some destinies have been derailed and it takes others to bring it back to life. Now, after this miracle, look at what the Bible said. We'll be praying soon. No. Yes, no, that one. Yeah, verse 11. Verse 11. Read the, the last part of the verse 11. So, <laughs> you are now preaching. You see the power of teaching? Now, I've brought you to a point. You are now preaching to yourself. The woman didn't need miracles to believe. Some people, eh, Roland, 
Because you are not driving, when you propose to them, don't marry. They want to see a sign. When you pack the tundra. <laughs> You have not called them crowd, they are coming. Hello, brother, how are you? Hello, brother. Hey, the last day you came to church very little. What does it have to do? <laughs> 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 the last time you led the prayer very powerfully. You. The dad and I'm leading prayer. I wouldn't even say leading powerful. I feel I'm to draw by you see that brother Roland is going to sit in his car then you are asking him are you going he's coming (laughs) (laughs) are you going to sit in your car (laughs) he's coming (laughs) he's coming and his disciples believed in him there are people in this church they don't believe in their pastor. It is Bible. Every pastor is aware that not everybody in his church believes in him. You see, when something happens, say, yeah, it's a man of God. <laughs> oh, when you're a man of God. Yeah. <laughs> is it in church? Uh, she, there, she believes that I'm a man of God. Because when we started the church, she lied to me. <laughs> she had disappeared in church for a long time. So I was praying in my room. Praying in my room. Then I saw that I crossed the road. Ah! Crossed the road to her house. So I called her. Long time you have not come back from. Oh, Pastor, please, I'm still not back. Oh, I'm still in my house. I'm still not back. Oh, I'm still. Not back. I said, Hey, I just saw you cross your road to the house. Hey, Pastor, where are you standing? I said, I'm in my room. <laughs> I am in my room. From that day, she never missed church. She knows I'm a man of God. You see? That was what the disciples did. So when Jesus called them, they were following him. But they were still not sure. <laughs> Where is he taking? But when they, that is why God works miracles in, in, in churches. Work, once in a while, work the miracle. They know that, mm, Charlie, something did this house. Rise up on your feet. I want you to pray one prayer. I want us to pray one prayer. Non-stop, 15 minutes. I want you to pray that God release the grace, the grace of a provoker of greatness.